Welcome to this podcast of sermons at CUNY United Methodist Church. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark, the 11th chapter. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you. You will find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it, and I will bring it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to and the person let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. The word of the Lord. called Questions to God. It's a worship series that was developed by the Greater New Jersey uh, Conference of the United Methodist Church, so I'm so grateful to them. They did great graphics and videos um, and good, really good questions. Our question today is, why is Jesus special? It's a good question for Palm Sunday, as folks were welcoming Jesus into Jerusalem. It's a powerful question that drives our faith. Why is Jesus special? For a lot of history, that question got turned into, why is Jesus better? Why is Jesus superior? And having answered that question, people said, well, then we followers of Jesus. We are better. We are superior. Or my church, the way we follow Jesus, we are better, and we are superior. And those convictions fuel war over the centuries. The Crusades were people going to the Holy Land to take it back by killing. The Reformation that happened in the 1500s led to a splintering in Europe of different Christian churches. And then those different people went about fighting with each other, killing each other, over the conviction that I am right about God and you are wrong. And historians estimate that in that hundred years after the Reformation, a third of the population of Europe died from those wars. 
Well, if there's anything that the first Holy Week shows us, it's that while Jesus is special, Jesus is better, Jesus is superior, the followers of Jesus, not so much. Because the followers abandoned Jesus, the disciples abandoned Jesus, they betrayed him, they were unfaithful, they were weak. Christianity, I'm told, is the only world religion to record, to remember the failings of our, of our first leaders. Peter, who denied Jesus three times, went on to be the head of the church. When the Gospels were written, when what we read, when we read in the Gospel of Mark and Matthew and Luke, when those were written, Peter was the head of the church, and they wrote it down about how he betrayed Jesus, how he abandoned Jesus. And I think it's because as a disciple of Jesus, we must regularly be reminded that we are not so different from Peter. We still have so much to learn. We are still shocked, surprised by what makes Jesus special. Chuck Skorl, um gave a, gave a lecture I went to. He was a deacon and an economics professor at BSU. And he talked about um, story plot lines. And he said the, the standard American superhero plot line is good guy versus bad guy. Good guy destroys bad guy. Happy ending. He said the Christian plot line is different. In a Christian plot line, you have good guy versus bad guy. Good guy converts bad guy. Now we have two good guys. It is a completely different approach. But we have been formed in that, you know, plot line of destruction. We've been, we have been formed in this sinful world of domination and destruction. We, we have waged wars with shock and awe and death and destruction. We in this country have fought our own people over racial differences using the terror of lynching and rape and police brutality. We, we continue fighting in this country with folks of different ideology, using insults and threats of violence. We see ourselves as the good guy and our job is to destroy the bad guy. We call each other names and we refuse to associate with folks who are different or who think differently. We're following that superhero plot line, seeing ourselves as the good guys. Jesus was not like us. Jesus was not about destruction. Jesus was about conversion and salvation. When they used insults and threats, he was calm and he was steady. When they used violence and brutality, he prayed, Father, forgive them. 
When his own followers abandoned him, he was unwavering in his mission to save them and us. And when they used shock and awe for the Romans, that was war horses and armor, he rode in on a colt, on a donkey, with no protection. Those people who spread their cloaks, those people who spread their branches, those people who shouted Hosanna, they knew why Jesus was special. Historians tell us that the Romans were into big parades. And it was about shock and awe. It was about letting people know about power. There were big parades and the emperor would lead or the governor. There would be big war horses and chariots and a huge procession of soldiers in armor and helmets and banners. And they would do these parades whenever their occupied people needed to be reminded. Like the Jewish high holy days, like Passover. When the Jews would be coming to Jerusalem to celebrate that God delivered them from slavery, that God defended them in battle. And it would reinvigorate their longing for independence. The Romans knew it. And so they would have a military parade. They would demonstrate with shock and awe of the time. At, Pontius, at, at Passover, Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor, would have had a big military parade into Jerusalem with war horses and chariots and soldiers and armor and swords and crowds. Crowds of the right people, the rich people and the powerful. The Roman emperor was powerful. People called him the son of God. People called him the savior. And then there was Jesus. Also, riding into Jerusalem in what could rightly be called a parade. But he was sitting on a donkey, on a colt. You could barely see him over the top of people's heads. And there was no armor, there's no swords, there's no shock and awe. He was surrounded by peasants, by the poor, by the powerless. All that Rome had to offer those folks was a life of more grief and suffering. But Jesus was special. Jesus offered them something different. He offered them a life about something that was bigger than themselves. He offered them a life that mattered, a life with God. He offered them a life of being seen by the Almighty, being seen by the God who would suffer for them. Some scholars say that Jesus deliberately planned this counter procession into Jerusalem because he did send the disciples ahead early to make arrangements. What is, what is and in the end, in the end, those, those emperors with their big displays, the governors that they sent, they all would die. Every military commander has died. 
all of the ways that we think of, the power, the, the, the domination and destruction, those folks died. But the one who rode in on a colt, he would die by crucifixion. And he would conquer death. He would rise from death. He would not stay dead. He, he would rise, and it would be a resurrection that he would share with all of us. Now that is a completely different kind of power. We have been formed in a world of domination and destruction. The truth is we want war horses, not donkeys. But those war horses, that, that power of domination and destruction in the end, it is a lie. Real power is solidarity and truth. It is righteousness and steadfastness. Real power is conversion. It is the salvation offered by Christ. And that was the power of Christ. It's the power that Jesus calls us to follow. To follow truth and solidarity. To follow in righteousness and steadfastness. To follow because we are drawn to Christ, not because we are pushed. To, to follow and trust God out of joy, not as payment for a reward we get later. And that we are drawn to imitate what Jesus did and reject what he did not do. Jesus uses the power of conversion. He uses the power of truth and of righteousness and solidarity. And he uses the power of love. The love of God is so far beyond us. We human beings, we, we're capable of loving. You know, we love. But our love, by comparison, it is small. It is restricted. The truth is, it is conditional. But the love of God, it is huge. It is beyond our, beyond our capacity to, to understand. It is unequivocal and it is universal. And we are drawn to it. We are inspired by it. We are challenged by it. And we are puzzled. I want to share a video with you about power and about how we find the power of Jesus puzzling. This is one of those ads from He Gets Us. This evening, we're getting together over pie, and we're going to watch several of these ads, and we're going to talk about them, what grabs you, what bothers you, what's inspiring, what leaves you flat. <coughs> And I'm hoping that we have many different perspectives because then the conversation will be interesting. On Palm Sunday, we, we are reminded that before Jesus spent the week teaching in the temple, before Jesus gathered over for the Passover meal and celebrated the Last Supper, before the soldiers came, before he was crucified on Good Friday, before 
He descended into death, into the dead, and before he rose again on Easter Sunday, but before all of that, he was ushered into Jerusalem by a crowd of peasants who had nothing more to honor him with than branches and the coats on their back. They knew why Jesus was special. May we discover what they knew. Would you pray with me? Lord God, we come together these years and years later after that first Holy Week, and we walk this story in real time. Lord, we ask you to, to walk us through this Holy Week, to show us what is so amazing and life-changing about this story of yours. We ask you to transform us, to transform us the way you did those first disciples who abandoned and betrayed and ran and later founded your church. Lord, we pray for your inspiration. We pray for your love to get into us, a love that does not make sense. Lord, we ask for glimpses of why Jesus is special. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is preached almost always by our pastor, Reverend Mia Crosswaite. CUNY United Methodist Church is a community on a mission to make disciples for the transformation of the world. To support this podcast and the missional priorities of this church, go to cunaumc.org and click on Give. Any amount helps. And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you things.